A heads up before we get started. We do talk about the existence of drugs and vaping specifically. It may not be suitable for younger listeners. What were you thinking the first time you vaped? I just thought about, like, the fact that vaping was cool. I was like, oh, like, I just want to taste it. Like, I don't want to do it, do it. I just want to taste, like, the flavor or whatever. I would always be that one kid that was like, no, like, stop doing that. Like, it's not good for you. And then, for some reason, I just kind of gave up on that outlook. You walk into a high school bathroom or go for a drive or to a party. It's pretty much guaranteed someone's going to have a jewel. So what do you sign up for when you hit a jewel for the first time? And why do so many teens keep vaping, even though we know there can be some serious consequences? I'm Maisie Perry, and this is Kids These Days. This is Mia. Hey. And Grace. Hi. They're both sophomores, and they're going to take us through three stories of addiction, each with a very different ending. Here's Grace. All three teens in our story started vaping for pretty much the same reasons. I would never have gotten into it if my friends weren't doing it. This is Daniel. He's 17 years old, pretty popular, super athletic, and he loves to sail, swim, and run. It's just kind of something you can do when you're just, like, hanging out, watching a movie. Like, it's not like, oh, let's go vape. It's like, let's go drive around, and you just end up vaping. It's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. Lily's also in high school. She's 17 years old. The first time she vaped was in eighth grade, but she was just doing it for the flavors. She thought it was dumb. But by sophomore year, Soren Drops, these little easy-to-hide vapes shaped like teardrops, were becoming super popular, and all her friends had one. Once everybody started getting them, like, it just became so normal. Like, I was like, oh, if everybody's gonna, like, mess up their life doing that, then, like, I might as well, too, <laughs> you know? like That's how another teen, Kat, got hooked, too. Soren Drops. She liked all the colors that they came in. It was much more about, like, the way it looked than the way it made me feel. Kat's a big theater kid. She loves to sing. And just like Lily and Daniel, Kat started vaping because her friends were doing it. They used Soren Airs, then Jewels. And something to know about these vape companies. They're notorious for how aggressively they market themselves to teenagers. Even the way they name their flavors to get kids to use them, like Blue Raz Lemonade and Strawberry Watermelon. And we've seen this type of thing before with cigarettes and how tobacco companies aggressively marketed their products. What could be more refreshing than Newport menthol cigarettes? Vapes were supposed to be the answer to cigarettes, to help wean people off of their addiction. But now, younger people are starting with and getting addicted to their vapes. And if one person in the group has a vape, they're probably going to share it, especially in a school bathroom. Like, it was just such a social thing. Like, it was, like, a big thing to bring people together. It was like, oh, can I hit your neck? But there were some other factors, too. Kat was in a pretty toxic relationship, and she missed her sister, who had recently moved away to college. Also, someone in her grade had passed away, who was close to Kat and many others, and it really took a toll on her and her classmates emotionally. And that kind of made everyone start getting dependent on like substances like weed and like drinking way more like we kind of were taking things slow and then all of a sudden our grade just went crazy. Kat used vaping to cope with some of the things that were going on in her life. She used it mostly when she was just hanging out and eventually it became a routine. Like Kat, Daniel mostly vaped when he was just hanging out. He had a knee injury that took him away from playing sports which gave him a lot of free time. 
and I just kind of got pulled into it because I would just do it with my friends because that's how I filled my time. I'd just be with my friends all the time. The thing is, what can start as an innocent hit here and there can lead to a full-blown nicotine addiction, like it did for Lily. The first time that I used it and felt like I needed it afterwards was when I was hanging out with this group of people and we spent the whole night just like passing like vapes around and like I the next day after that I was like fiending for it. She started to really crave the taste and seeing a video of someone vaping or smelling a cigarette could trigger FOMO. I I just feel like I belong to my addiction. Like I I feel like I just I don't know. If it's if it's around me, I have to do it. Being addicted doesn't just start from one hit. As you heard, Lily's built up over time and Kat's was like that too. When she had a Soren, she wasn't really addicted. She used it with her friends, but not really alone. After a while though, she bought a jewel and as soon as she did, the first week I was addicted, like fully addicted, like if I didn't have pods, I would cry like from my addiction. Like I would be so frustrated that I would cry. She got addicted to the specific hit of a jewel and started leaving class just to vape. The need to constantly have and be using her jewel caused changes in her personality and appearance. She pulled away from her parents and her teachers took notice too. They thought she looked thinner and more drawn. And remember, she loved singing, but because of vaping, her voice was much weaker than it should have been. It got to the point where like, I felt like I had this thing that like, was like a part of me and like it completed me. So for a lot of teens, that's how nicotine addictions start. Your friends do it, so you do it. And once you're addicted, you develop a codependency on your vape. Now we want to tell you about the different ways these three addictions play out. Let's start with Kat. When we left her, she had hit rock bottom. Only she didn't know it. It would be like five hours, and I wouldn't hit it. And then I'd be like, I need to hit it. And then it would be like three hours, and then one hour, and then like 30 minutes. Her teachers did, though, and so did her parents. They eventually convinced her to go to an outpatient program. That like completely flipped a switch in my brain about addiction in general, but like specifically for nicotine. Kat went to the outpatient program for three weeks and stayed home from school. She realized that she needed the help that she was getting. The program involved a lot of group therapy and it really changed her outlook on life. It made her way more honest with herself. I mean, I wouldn't say that's the last time I vaped because it's not and that would be a lie, but... It was, like, the last time I let myself get that attached to, like, a nicotine device. Kat has definitely had her struggles keeping up with quitting, but the program gave her a path to follow. It's not easy, and just because you quit once doesn't mean you're going to quit forever, and, like, you have to know that, because if you don't, then you're just going to feel so, like, mad. It's kind of unreasonable to expect someone to be able to quit and never go back to it. Going back to vaping is so easy when the people around you are constantly doing it. Surrounding yourself with people who don't vape is much easier said than done, but Kat has some tips. Like, I definitely would say, like, my mental health is so much better when I'm not vaping. Like, when I don't have anything to rely on, like, that's like a substance like that, like, I just feel better about myself. And I feel like if you just keep reminding yourself that, eventually you'll realize how much better you are. She's able to stay away from vaping by being confident in the fact that she's better off without it. But Daniel didn't get that chance to hit rock bottom and climb back up again. His story continues after the break. This is Kids These Days.
One minute, Daniel, the injured athlete, was just passing time, vaping with his friends in the car, hanging out. The next... I felt like I couldn't breathe, and that was what sent me to the ER. The doctors had no clue as to what was going on. The x-ray of Daniel's chest showed that nothing was wrong. He was told he was just a typical, anxious kid having a panic attack. But then I woke up one month later, um, and I had received a double lung transplant. A double lung transplant. The doctors aren't sure if what caused it was the nicotine or THC in the vapes that he had used. The chemicals in pods and cartridges affect people's bodies in different ways. What might be harmless for one person can be catastrophic for another. But what we do know is that the doctors think it's all vaping related. I'll see the scar on my chest and I'll just be like, wow, like, this is like insane. That is, like, how is this even my life? Like, it's still so crazy that like each breath I take right now is through someone else's lungs. Daniel's life can never be the same after this. He has to take about 20 pills a day to keep his body from rejecting the transplanted lungs, and he will for the rest of his life. He also faced huge physical changes during his hospital stay. He weighed 150 pounds and was muscular when he walked in, but when he left, he weighed only 99. His muscles had atrophied, and he couldn't even walk on his own. And the whole thing has hurt Daniel's mental health as well. Before I was a kind of anxious kid, but now I have panic attacks like every day. I have nightmares. I've been diagnosed with PTSD. I have severe anxiety, some depression, like just all these changes coming in at once just were too much. And especially right now, the fact that I can't see my friends and that some of them are still vaping too, some of my close friends, it takes a toll on me. Daniel has to be super cautious about his day-to-day activities, who he can hang out with, where he can go, and the amount of energy he can even exert on his body. And people who haven't gone through the same experience as him think it could never happen to them. A lot of people just don't care. Like, that's all I can really say about it. They just, they do whatever they want that makes them feel good in the moment, and they don't really think about the future. Thinking about the future is hard to do when you're just trying to fit in. And we asked Lily if she had known how serious her nicotine addiction would get when she started. I mean, do you think you ever would have done it? I, I want to say no, but it's just so prevalent in like high school society that I probably would have anyway. Like I, I knew about the risks and like I did it anyway just because everyone else did it. And like it was so normalized. And like now... Everybody who's younger than me or who doesn't vape, I'm like, I swear to God, if you ever start vaping, I will be so disappointed because it, like, it's really, t- like, taking control over my life and it sucks. She cares about her health but just can't quit. She's tried three times. Twice she went cold turkey. But making that choice and sticking with it is super difficult. The first time she quit was because she didn't want her addiction to get any worse. And then the second time I really noticed when I went on a run that my lungs hurt and like it, I didn't have the breathing capacity that I used to. The third time she stopped for three weeks, but then she went on vacation with a bunch of her friends and they all brought vapes. She tried to stay away from it and asked her friends not to let her touch them, but three days in, she caved and asked her friend for a hit. That's definitely the hardest part is just the accessibility and people are always willing to like let you use it. And like, it's hard to say no if somebody offers it. 
and also like the it fills like gaps in social situations too like if you're awkward or like don't know what to say with somebody like sometimes you just like vape <laughs> vaping is such a normal part of high school life now that when you see someone juuling in the bathroom you don't even think twice about it cat says that has to stop like majority of the kids i know vape and like that's not normal and we shouldn't have like normalized it but we did so fast that like in a social setting it's almost weird if you don't do it it's not even almost weird it is weird if you don't do it and so i feel like going back to that like being weird to do it like even though people shouldn't be shamed for addiction they shouldn't be encouraged to start one but here's the catch a lot of teens probably aren't going to talk to their parents about it and many teens don't want to ask for help from school because schools make it clear that they'll get in trouble if they do. Like, the schools make it really hard because if you get caught vaping, you don't get told, like, oh, you need to go see a therapist. You get told, like, oh, you're going to get punished for three days. And what are they going to do on those three days? Probably vape. Like, just sit at home and do nothing and get more addicted. Kat says instead, schools should provide addiction counselors or even send them to outpatient programs like the one she went to. She wishes that they encourage students to seek help instead of making them feel ashamed or scared. In our opinion, adults haven't really figured out how to help because they don't fully understand what it's like to be a teen addicted. Vaping is everywhere. And of course, not all teens want to quit. One person we talked to had no interest in changing their lifestyle and the health risks just weren't something they spent time worrying about. They liked having control over something in their life when things seemed hectic. We talked to another person who tried to stop vaping, but they say the resources they were given weren't enough. They told us that their doctor prescribed nicotine patches and Nicorette gum, but the difference in nicotine concentration between an average vape and the patches or gum was too big. The patches contain 21 milligrams for a starting patch, while one jewel pod has 40 milligrams of nicotine. They ultimately couldn't quit because they were still left with cravings. Social media also is a factor in getting kids to start young. When you see other people doing it, vaping seems like not that big of a deal. One expert that we talked to even said that companies paid influencers to post with different vapes. So some big takeaways are, one, teens are constantly surrounded by e-cigarettes because it's a part of high school culture now. So that makes it really easy to start. And two, if you want to quit, it's hard to find resources and information or people to support you. And it's also important to remember that there's not an average kid who vapes. Kat had to be shown that vaping was holding her back and her parents and teachers gave her the chance to quit. Daniel didn't have that choice. It was made for him. And Lily is still battling her addiction. On the next episode, where we live in Ann Arbor, a lot of us feel this pressure to be perfect. Kids don't have a childhood. They work at school work, and then even the playtime is really work because you're expected to, you know, win those championships and everybody's watching and you're being judged and there's a cost to whether you win or lose. We're going to take a look at how this quest to be perfect affects the way we think of ourselves. That's next time on Kids These Days. Kids These Days is a collaboration between Community High School and Michigan Radio. Produced by Rachel Ishikawa, mixed by Bob Scon. Jennifer Guerra is the executive producer. She also edited the show with help from Sarah Hewlett. And here are the students who worked on this episode. 
Jordan DePadova, Maisie Perry, and Ruby Taylor helped edit. Reporting by Mia Goldstein and Grace Wong. Theme music by Jordan DePadova and Max Steiger. Additional music by Daniel Bennett and Blue Dot Sessions. Mia Goldstein created our logo. Special thanks to Michigan Radio's Zoe Clark, Vince Duffy, Jody Westrick, Emma Winnewicki, Paulette Parker, and Katie Raymond. And special thanks to our teacher, Tracy Anderson. I'm Maisie Perry. See you next time.